0: Lot Talk Radio Good evening and welcome to Being a Leader live with Brenda Baird, a radio show about leadership. Whether you're a first-time manager, seasoned executive or simply exploring the art of self-mastery, this show will get you thinking about the essential skills a leader must master. My philosophy is we are all leaders somewhere in our life, and certainly we are the leader of our own life. I'm your host Brenda Baird, a certified I'm your host Brenda Baird, a certified professional life and leadership coach and an energy leadership master practitioner. Each episode of Being a Leader draws on my 35-plus years of experience, creating self-awareness into building teams and strong relationships, leading others to get work done. Listeners of the show gain practical advice, personal coaching, and creative new ways of thinking about common life and leadership challenges. Now, the show is live, and I take callers on the air. So if you would like to ask a question or share a comment, call 646-716-9397 and press 1 to get in the queue. Now, If you're not able to call in, you can simply send your questions to Brenda at brendabairdcoaching.com. Tonight's show is titled, Drop Your Struggle for a Perfect Life. Now, I could say that this is an autobiography, but I know that I'm really not alone. Some millions of American men and women work so hard every day and think they can't get anything just right. So often we feel like we fall short of being the best partner, the best parent, have the right title, and have the right financial success. And these folks often look for external validation to know his or her self-worth. Sound like anyone you know? Maybe it sounds like you. Well, been there, felt there. Excuse me. (laughs) Been there, felt that. Here's what I know after years of struggling with the very topic of perfection that you don't have to stay stuck in the discouragement, resentment, and struggle for a perfect life. On this episode, I'm going to explore the self imposed rules that mislead us into a perfectionism, people pleasing, and procrastination prison. You know, we're not bad people because we like things done correctly. But with that said, what I find is we can use our limiting beliefs about what is good enough to run our lives. For these folks, there is a big chance of simply following some really bad rules, rules promise us happiness, acceptance, and maybe even love, but it really misleads you into perfectionism. For some, it may be difficult to distinguish the difference between what is a limiting belief, a rule, and what we believe are our core values. So here's the difference. Limiting beliefs actually constrain us in some way. Just because we believe them, we still do not think do or say the things that they try to prevent, and in doing so we actually impoverish our lives. We may have beliefs about rights, duties, abilities, permissions, and so on. Limiting beliefs are often about ourselves and about our self-identity. The beliefs may also be about other people and the world in general. In any case, they sadly limit us. Now here's a few examples of what the messages may sound like that we tell ourselves. We might hear ourselves say, I can't tell the truth because I may be judged. Get close to that person. They may break my heart. I don't want to ask for what I want because if I get it, I may get rejected. I can't trust people because I've been betrayed before. I can't pursue my dreams because I don't know What I'd do if I failed, and I can't apply for that job because I'm not smart enough, and I can't be president of the United States because I'm a woman. Right? We could really go on all night with the messages that we tell ourselves in regards to our limiting beliefs. Now, core values, on the other hand, are the fundamental beliefs that guide our behavior and action. Core values help us to what is right from wrong. It can help to determine if we are on the right path or if we are fulfilling our goals and dreams. Core values create this unwavering and unchanging set of principles that we live by. Here's a few examples of core values, and you may find sometimes these are the words that people describe you with. Dependable, reliable, loyal, committed, open-minded, Consistent, honest, efficient, creative, humorous, adventurous, positive, inspiring, and respectful. In practice, beliefs which limit us are actually valid beliefs and are worth keeping around. The problem is telling the difference between the two. The reality is many of us err on the side of perceived, not necessarily real, safety. Limiting beliefs are untrue and they are based on mistaken facts. They are lies that we tell ourselves and so prompt us to treat things with undue caution. So if you want to overcome limiting beliefs, you must first recognize them and then take action to change what you believe. Now, if this sounds like you and you're struggling to let go of the idea of a perfect life, I really want to help you. Together, we can identify the patterns you need to break and discover how reality is an inside job, meaning it's all in our heads. Connect with me at pindabairdcoaching.com or follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You'll find support and inspiration there. Now, remember, the show is live, and I take callers. So if you uh, have a question, feel free to call in. Uh, It looks like I have a caller here. So caller with 8658, you're live on the air. Tell me your name and what's your question. Hello? Caller? I'm talking to the caller with the last four digits of 8658. 8. Your mic is live. All right. Well, it looks like maybe we aren't connected. So if you have a question, I'm going to clear the queue. Please call back in, and we will try to take your question then. So, again, remember the show is live, and I take callers on the air. If you would like to ask a question or you have something you would like to share, call. Six four six seven one six nine three nine seven and press one to get in the queue or feel free to send me your questions at Brenda at Brenda Coaching dot com. Tonight I want to do something special. Tonight I want to share with you my own personal story of perfectionism. You see, there's nothing perfect about me and I'm okay with that now. It wasn't the case for most of my life though. In fact, I've been a perfectionist for more than 30 plus years. The first five years of my life, I was free to be as messy and magical as I wanted. But by first grade, things began to change. My mom had purchased me a large pad of lined paper and colored pens, and I would spend hours trying to write my name First and last name neatly. Looks like our caller has called back in. The last four digits of your number are 8658. Your mic is live. Tell us where you're calling from and your name and what's your question. Are you there, caller? Caller? Well, it appears as though whoever is trying to call in is having a bit of trouble being able to communicate with us. So um, hopefully we'll get that worked out. But in any case, what I was sharing with you was my personal story and how my perfectionism actually began. And I was telling you, my mom had purchased me a large pad of lined paper and some colored pens. I would spend hours trying to write my first and last name as neatly as I could. And if I made one mistake, just like a jagged cursive letter, or maybe I even misspelled it, she was right there to point that out to me. And I would just rip out the page, and I would begin again on a fresh sheet. This was really tiring, trying to get her approval. And it turned out to to be a compulsion for me. Pleasing others by doing it perfect became my motto. Everything had to be in order or else I would be out of control. I would be scared and I would feel overwhelmed. As a young child, my parents fought a lot, a firestorm in me. Expressing anger wasn't a thing in our family, especially for children. So I denied my anger and my sadness and most of all my fear that my family was breaking apart and I couldn't do anything to stop it. And then there was the constant comparison. my older sibling. Inside, my emotions burned like coals and thus began my long dance with perfectionism. In my 20s, I tried to be the perfect daughter, the perfect wife, and the perfect employee, all the while denying the expression of my full self, imperfections and all. As I grew older, I actually perfected the art of banter and talking to people like no one else. And in my business and in my life, I was, everything was accounted for. Every detail was in place. I knew about all of it, all a way for me to control my life. I really did at that point try to do it all. And if I didn't get it all done, the feelings of oh, regret, regret, and uh, stress were just almost at times unbearable. I never realized, though, that perfectionism was an attempt to avoid all rejection, all criticism, and all failure. It was a matter of life or death in my mind. My perfectionism actually saved me from drowning, but it didn't me to swim. I was just treading water, staying safe, and desperately trying to control my reality, which is never truly possible. And what I realized later is that the heart of my perfectionism was the desire for love and acceptance. I've learned that life is a practice, and when we practice, we make mistakes. And my desire for love and acceptance well, it's universal. We all have this desire. My biggest lesson was to embrace the fact that there is no shame mistake, just an opportunity to learn and to grow. No matter the root causes of your perfectionism or your desire for it, know that it is a desire for love and acceptance and that there is another path to get you there. Maybe your family only showed you love and attention when you did everything right, or your boss only notices your work when you slave over every detail. And maybe you feel the need to challenge yourself to be bigger and do better in your work and your relationships. This is not a bad thing, but there is a difference between excellence and perfection. It's easy to say, stop trying to measure up to what others think so that they will be impressed. The truth is, though, it's really not so much about others as much as it is we can't measure up to our own self. Here are a few things that I've learned through the years that have really given me relief from the pain and the struggle of dealing with perfection. First, I had to surrender to the moment, meaning I had to commit to change. I had to commit and accept Messiness and imperfection and allow the seeds of excellence to grow. Excellence is that drive towards raising ourselves up to our own highest good, thereby allowing our unique gifts and talents and personalities to benefit the highest good of all. For some, they call this their higher power. Some call it God or even the universe. And whatever your spiritual beliefs, Just always remember, the work is for the good, the greatest good of all. You know, excellence, unlike perfectionism, is about lovingly pushing ourselves to act, think, relate, and create from the highest part of our own selves. Perfectionism, on the other hand, is about controlling the outcome in order to receive love and acceptance. It's all about fear. Surrender is about accepting where we are in any moment and knowing that we are a work in progress. Surrender also invites us to self-forgiveness, an act we perfectionists need to practice daily. So here are my three tips to drop the struggle for the perfect life. The first one is to laugh and then laugh some more. Laugh about anything and do it often. Having a sense of humor about ourselves, our actions, especially if something embarrassing or disappointing happens, we don't have to use those experiences as a shield or a form of protection. Humor can actually heal and it produces dopamine and endorphins that help us to feel better and to get us through those tough moments. So remember to laugh and take time to have fun. The second thing is forgive, 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 and most of all, forgive yourself. Forgiveness is actually a selfish, a selfish act, and it's not a bad thing. Forgiveness releases us from fear-based thoughts and emotions. It's the gateway to surrendering our perception that we can control the outcome of our lives and that we have control over the actions of others. And the third tip is to surround yourself with free spirits. Now, if you can't find a person who is a free spirit, meaning someone who doesn't conform to society, that loves unconditionally, someone who does his or her own thing and doesn't care what anyone else thinks, If you can't find people like that in your circle of friends, then read about them or watch movies about dreamers and risk takers. People who've failed or who have made huge mistakes only to overcome them and create an even better life than they could have ever imagined. We have all heard of the hero's story. There is a power in the hero's story and identifying with a character who has gone through many trials and adventures only to reemerge as a hero is quite powerful. After 30 years of perfecting perfectionism, I've finally learned to let go of controlling every detail of my life. The truth is, it's scary sometimes, and there are days when I want to organize and reorganize my desk instead of facing what's really bothering me. But those difficult, uncomfortable, and challenging moments pass. Much quicker quicker when I simply exhale and surrender to whatever is in my heart and in my mind. A sort of softening occurs and my body finally relaxes instead of being constantly braced for this struggle. I may still compare myself to social media dynamos who effortlessly attract huge followings on Facebook or avoid looking at myself as I pass by a store window in fear of being disappointed by my reflection. But now I just smile and I keep going, knowing that this too shall pass. I really think perfect should be on the list of four-letter words. The expectations that come from per- per- perfectionism can literally bury us alive. The amount of anxiety I have felt in my 55 years of life trying to meet my judgment of self and others is immeasurable. Think about how much time I've wasted worrying about something I could never be. Perfect is such a damning, damning expectation in any respect. When good or just okay will suffice in most situations, why do we torture ourselves chasing an impossible ideal? The truth is, when a perfectionist starts settling for good, that's when they really start to shine. That's when we're unencumbered by the restraint of high expectations, and it allows us to work at really high levels and to be present in the moment. We're working at these high levels. We've probably been failing in the past to hit these levels uh, as we do when we have just this feeling of being unencumbered and that good is good enough. You know, anxiety comes when we place these unattainable, perfect goals in front of ourselves and our failures which will we most certainly encounter, only serve to push us harder after our goals. Perfectionism becomes a never-ending cycle of anxiety and failure that we need to let go of. Let go of all your assumptions and the world will make perfect sense. Listeners, we are perfect as we are. When we can acknowledge that our imperfections, whatever they may be, are part of the larger picture of who we are but it's not just a matter of sitting back and saying after some outburst or uh, encounter with another individual well that's just how I am I was made that way and it's it's perfectly normal because that's just who, what it is and uh, I was meant to be that way what I really mean is that when something appears in our consciousness we actually have three choices for how we wish to handle that encounter. The first one is we can close our mind and simply ignore it. The second one is we can lose our mind. We can identify with the thought or the feeling and respond as if whatever our thoughts or feelings, those terrible messages we hear, we face it as being the truth and we respond accordingly. Or the third way is that we can open our mind. Experience the thought and feeling without judgment or fear, and know it for what it is, a narrative imposed on reality and not the truth about reality. So three ways we can respond. We can close our mind, we can lose our mind, or we can open our mind. I, for one, still be upended by a thought or a feeling that will dog me for hours. Snapping at my heels, insisting I not only listen to it, but acknowledging it as the truth, that it's trying to convince me this is true. In those times, I can sense a feeling of contraction within my heart. When I become aware of my aversion, I try to reconnect with the spaciousness that I have known in my meditation that I do earlier in the day. Essentially, I try to respond to my actual experience as being neutral. The experience itself, it has no meaning. It is just neutral. And I choose now to substitute a feeling that might help me respond in alignment with my values. It's in that moment I remember that whatever is going on in my head always, and I mean always, an inside job. Thank you for listening. It was my honor to share my personal story of perfectionism, and I hope you find inspiration in my words. If you want more information about transforming your life from a life of perfectionism to the freedom of living your true self, visit my website at brindabairdcoaching.com. I look forward to being with you again, December 27th for another episode of Being a Leader. And I think that's a wrap, Tommy. So until next time, be safe and have fun.